This is Your Daily Pass. You're here with Courtney Passfield and Fiona Daly. Our goal is to share stories of people just like you and me, the ones that inspire us, motivate us and wow us with their resilience. And let's just say, breaking down stigmas along the way. We are back with another episode, Fiona. We are. I was going to say your middle name, but last time you just ridiculed me for that. So, you well, know, we you, won't be that, that aggressive. <laughs> so we are back with another In Conversation. Yes. We are really loving these as always. And mm-hmm. this one we are very excited about. Yes. We obviously love doing all these conversations, but this one is such a heartfelt one that it's I, really... It's just such an important story. Yes. And there's like a million different little messages in there that... I hope everyone picks up yes, on all of it. Exactly. Fingers crossed. Yes. So today we are interviewing Brittany Munterwit. So Brittany has had has had a fair journey to becoming a mother and to becoming a family with her husband Hamish. Yep. And it wasn't it wasn't an easy ride. And she so graciously shared her story in our podcast yep. group. And look, to be honest, I read it again twice today and cried twice. So it, yeah. it's it's a, it sure is a story. And everybody who commented and gave so much love, it yeah. was absolutely beautiful. It was lovely. Yeah. And it's just something, it just goes to show you don't know what someone else's journey has been. Mm-hmm. So just be real careful with what you're asking Yes, in regards to when you're having a baby and when you're having your next baby and things like that because yeah. it can actually be quite triggering. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, a lot of trauma wrapped up in that. So yes. welcome, Britt. Hi, how is going? Good, good. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> yes, no thank worries. you for, for pushing this in between thank work you for and home the time. Car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's all good. <laughs> so, Britt, I'd like you to jump in and share your story so everyone can kind of catch up and know your story. Yeah, okay. Um, where do I even start? Um, so it probably, like, it started in about 2017. Uh, uh, not 17, 19. Oh, God, I've stuffed this up already. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> um. Yeah, so we got um, diagnosed with a molar pregnancy, which is, uh, it's like a non-cancerous tumour. Yeah, and it's where, it's like an empty egg on like my behalf. So um, it just creates like great looking tumours in your uterus and you get like your morning sickness and everything, like all your normal pregnancy symptoms. Wow. Um, But yeah, at the time I didn't have a doctor. So I was, used to be with Raino and he left Moranbar. And I wasn't with Sarah yet. So it was like between locums and whatnot. So they're like, oh, there's no one to do bloods to double check and whatnot. So I went to Emerald, got a scan, got bloods done the same day. So like I still, like no one had confirmed that like everything was all right yet. So we went to Emerald Hospital and got the scan done and she just like it all went quiet and I was like, all right, something's up. So, um, yeah, she said, oh, I'm sorry, we can't find a baby in your scan. And then like just put the thing down and like left the room. Oh. And I was like, so yeah, Hamish and I just looked at each other and we're like, what? Like, so, and I sort of had a bit of an idea, like, you know, when something's not right, but um, yeah. And another lady come out and was like, oh, look, we can do another scan, whatnot, but it, like take this report back and see your doctor and like, yeah, like all that. Um, So we went back and it was still a locum and he's like, oh, it's a molar pregnancy. Like, um, explain like sort of what it was and said you need to go and have a dnc straight away and i think within like that was the friday the monday i was booked into mackay so wow you haven't got a lot of time yeah. to get your head around it have you no mentally to prepare yourself for that had you ever heard of a molar pregnancy before no never no. never no, so never and like he sort of just gave me a printout and was like this is what it is you know it's not very common um, and yeah, I was on my way. So I was oh. like, had the weekend to mull it over and figure out what paper. was going on. Wow. Um, yeah. So we like went to Mackay, whatnot, booked in. They said, oh, it takes 15 minutes. You know, there's risks of like bleeding and infection, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you'll be done on your way. So yeah, like it was that easy, but, um, wow. yeah, just, it didn't take 15 minutes. It took hours and hours yeah. and like. Yeah, I was I was out to it, so I didn't know what was happening. But um, yeah, I woke up and I just had like um, like my veins had collapsed and I was just lethargic and like yeah, I was just out to it. And they said I'd like lost 
over two litres of blood. Wow. So, Is there a reason for that at all or it's just something that can happen? Well, I guess it's just like a risk because like, they're scraping your uterus yeah. to scrape all that stuff out. Yeah. So I don't know. He couldn't really, you know, he just said this sort of happens, blah, 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 and I've just got to watch it could grow back or it could not. And wow. Like it had to be sent away to see if it was cancerous. and wow. Yeah, so it was a bit crazy. How? So I was stuck in hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How how were you and Hamish together? Because, I mean, you know, then you wouldn't have been, you would have been quite newly married. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I yeah. think we'd been married for 12 months or so. Yeah. Yeah. And so to have this. But know, he thought huge... you were going in for 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and have this yeah. huge stress put on that. You know, that would have been so hard for him. Yeah, I think it was really hard. And. He kept asking the nurses, like, as the hours went by, you know, where is she, what's going on, and no one could tell him. Oh, I've got goosebumps. So, oh, my god! Yeah, so, like, he's, like, in the waiting room and he was by himself, so, like, family's bringing him, trying to make sure he's okay and he's got no idea, like, he doesn't know what to tell them because oh no one's telling him anything. So, yeah, it was a bit. That's shit, man. Yeah. What else was it shit? Say? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, um. Yeah, and then like it, it really does knock it out of you. Like when you have a big hemorrhage, like you just you've got nothing to give. No. And the doctor's like, um, you know, if your platelets are under a hundred, we'll give you a transfusion. You'll feel much better. And then my platelets were like ninety nine. He's like, oh no, don't worry about it. So oh. off I went. And it took just weeks, like weeks of like no energy. Like you're that weak, you can't even turn like a tap on or open a jar or oh. things like that. Yeah, wow. like you just. You get like annoyed with yourself that you're so just drained. Yeah, and you've so, always been, you know, a hard worker and yeah, a lot of yeah, things, yeah, active yeah. and energy. Yeah, and like I just, I like to do everything for myself. So if I can't do something, it really irks me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and then to feel so drained, you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's hard. And how long did it take before it come back to say that it actually wasn't cancerous? So it took, I think it was about eight weeks. Oh, my God. Um, what? And that was, there was phone calls every week with a new doctor and I'd be like, all right, I'm just trying to find out if my, um, you know, results have come back. And they're just like, oh, hang on, we'll put you on hold and check your file. Like no one knew. Like, oh yeah, God. they just, they wouldn't tell you anything. And you're like, I had a lot of issues and like bleeding and like all that. And they're like, no, it's fine. If you're worried, go to your hospital. Oh my goodness. And yeah, I was I was like a mess. I was I didn't realize it, but I was really struggled with anxiety after it. Yeah. And they kept telling me that there's a possibility of it being cancerous. Um and I'd have to take like a methotrexate, I think it's called, and it's like a chemo drug where it just gets everything out of your body. Yeah, right. And they're like if you have to take that, there's 12 like you have to wait 12 months before you can try again and like there's all these risks and side effects and oh Yeah, my I was goodness. like what a show, so, man! Eight weeks and you don't, and you're calling, and nobody knows anything. Far out, yeah, yes. It was, and like it was so hard. Like I, and I was back at work, and I just like I was so weak and that, and I was, you know, I didn't want to take too much time off because I didn't want to let work down. But at the same time, I was letting work down because I was struggling, like to just do my yeah. daily job. Yeah. And I was in the office at that time and I remember like I was just, I just kept nearly passing out. Like I'd just get dizzy and just I'd have to go and sit in my car in case I passed out because oh I was like goodness. I didn't want anyone to see it. Oh, oh my, my goodness, God, man. Yeah. And then um, I ended up going over to Emerald Medical Group and got in with Dr. Tate. And, look, she, she was like, look, it could be anxiety, blah, blah, blah. And, I, you know, she didn't really want to do anything. And I had a chat to a friend and she sort of set me straight and said, look, get your shit together. Yeah, you know, this is, not, this is not right. Sometimes we need that friend, don't we? The yeah. kicking the bum friend. Yeah, like just just tell me as it is. Like, yeah, so I ended up, um, yeah, I went on medication for anxiety and just straight away, like, it was just – it's fine, like no more dizziness, hardly any wow. panic attacks, like, yeah. Oh. So it was obviously just like anxiety that bad. It was like physical symptoms. Yeah. yeah. And it's not something that you really know a lot about and if you haven't been around anxiety to know that the, there is actually the <coughs> physical symptoms that come along with it. Wow. Yeah. And, like, I just kept thinking, like, you know, I've got friends with anxiety and I guess unless you have it you don't understand it. But yeah. I was thinking, look, I don't, like, I don't, 
do what they do. Like when I see them have panic attacks, that's I don't do that. Like you yeah. just thought, no, I don't have that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, gosh, yeah, yeah. So wow, yeah. So I sort of got that sorted, and yeah, whatnot. And then um, it was not cancerous, so that was all good. And then I went to um, Doctor Sarah. It must have been probably like but I mean nearly 12 months later mm-hmm. and um yeah she was just amazing like she just she just sits there and listens to you like you could have the whole waiting room yeah and like everyone's waited and she it's just like it's only you two like she'll just take yeah. time and listen yeah, and she knew exactly like what to do and yeah, yeah. we honestly yeah. can't praise her enough and yeah there's so many times you know like I know if I've ever got to wait and I've been in there, she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I was like, do you know what? You've just given 110% to every client that's walked in here or, cust- or you know, patient that's yeah. walked in here. Like, you're okay. Yeah. You know, you're here yeah, saving exactly. lives. Like, if I've got to wait a couple of hours, well, I've got to wait a couple of hours. Yeah. That's right. And, like, you see her just work for, through her lunch. and Yeah. Like, yeah. She is amazing. So- She's We're pretty the lucky most to have giving person, isn't she? Mm, gosh, yeah. yeah. Gosh, <laughs> yeah. And so were you able to set a bit of a, a plan together on going forward to be able to have a family? Yeah. So she looked into like all my eggs and, you know, anything like what was going wrong and just like looked into everything. And so we went on, I started Metformin, which is like a, um, a diabetic drug. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was releasing too many eggs and a lot of them were empty. Oh, So, right. yeah, this sorted that out and just, like, released the one egg. Yeah. Um, or whatever, you, yeah, whatever, the, however that works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that, you know, it can happen like that, that you can release empty Yeah. Eggs. Yeah. Yeah. And Amazing. see, that's probably what caused the molar because it was, like, a fertilised empty egg oh. instead of a healthy egg, yeah. Right. So, like, if I had known that years ago, like, I might have not even gone through all that. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I so, and I'd, I'd never even heard of it. Like, no. Yeah. No. Is that, like, you wouldn't know that you're, you were producing so many eggs that weren't viable? Like, do you not, like, you don't test for that, no, do you? Like, you only know that no. once you've had something go wrong, don't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. It's just wow. not something that happens. Yeah. And out of all the doctors that I went through, she was the only one that suggested it. Yeah. Wow. So, like, yeah, like I guess you only know if you get that good doctor who's looking for that sort of stuff. And you could have gone through this time after time after time and then yeah. had these cancer scare, cancer scare, oh my cancer God. scare. Ooh. Imagine that. Yeah, you just you don't know what had happened. Oh. Like, yeah. Man. She made so, gold, that woman. Yeah. Yeah. So Holy she's pretty God. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she we'll so yeah, so she yeah, so she she gets you on a track, and then you guys fall pregnant. Yeah, so she said, um, like, don't expect it to work straight away. Blah blah blah. Like, you know, might take a few weeks or months to kick in. And um, she said that it, like it could make you a bit nauseous and all that. And um, I was on it for probably four weeks. And I'd been nauseous and I remember I was sick at work and whatnot and I just thought it just must be the tablets. Yeah. Oh, wow. And um, I don't know, something like made, I can't remember what it was. It must have been like a symptom that I had the last time and I was like, all right, I need to take a test. Yeah. Wow. And um, and I ended up, I think I actually ended up doing it in like the Emerald Shopping Centre <laughs> while we are at training for work. <laughs> we went shopping and I was like, Got in the car with one of the girls at work and I was like, can you see a line? And she's like, what? (laughs) So she's like, oh. Well, she told me she did, but, like, now she says, no, I couldn't see a line. I was like, yeah, it's faint. Like, it's there. So I just took, like, test after test, like, every day and I was like to friends, like, is there a line? Because I can see it. And everyone's like, nah, I think you're looking too hard. Like, Oh, oh my goodness. What a mind um, game that would be in itself. Being like, I'm sure I can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, like, you've. I've heard like people say, you know, you take a um, photo of the test and you put it in black and white and you can see the color line. Yeah. I was, I was like, yeah, I was doing that. And I was like, no, <laughs> there's definitely a line there, like I'm sure. Um, and then, yeah, so I went to Sarah and she said um, my HCG levels were at four, which I think is like only when it just gets detected. Mm-hmm. So she thought that I was a lot earlier than like I'd thought. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, so like, yeah, there is so a faint line was, there. Like, she said, I'm yeah, fine. there was a faint line. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we were pretty excited. Hamish was a bit excited. He was a bit speechless. Yes. And then and <laughs> I like throughout the hey. whole pregnancy, you would have just, you know, when you even first found out you were pregnant, you would have been like, okay, okay, like please just be Check right. everything twice. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want to tell him until I knew that it was all okay because, like, he took it really hard yeah. the last time. So I was like, oh, I don't want to put him through that again. And so, yeah, so then one day I, like, hid, um, like, hid it in the lounge room like the test and like a little shirt that said something about um being a dad or something and like a little doggy that looks like our dog shags and yeah and he like yeah he woke up and he's like what (laughs) so that is beautiful that's so yeah then um yeah we went like I had my thyroid tested and whatnot and um yeah Sarah said that my graves had flared up got graves disease which is um it attacks your thyroid oh right yeah we're going to ask what that was yeah yeah so it attacks your thyroid um and it makes your thyroid produce too many hormones oh and like your thyroid like controls your whole body so yeah yeah. um and i don't think like i think the baby doesn't have a thyroid till a couple of months old or something so they rely on yours yeah right yeah or a couple of months like gestation yes. kind yes. of thing yeah um yeah so I had to start medication for that so there was a bit of a risk with it but um like Dr Sarah said you know it's the safest one whatnot yes um God. and then yeah I think it was just like it just seemed to be constant we just had scans and then I'd have bleeding and like would go to the hospital and it'd be like they'd had a little Doppler and like you know, we'd hear a heartbeat. It's all right. Like you stop panicking, and then a couple of weeks later, you'd have more bleeding. Do they know and... why you were bleeding at all? No, they just said you know some people bleed through their pregnancy and everything's fine. Like, yeah. but wow. yeah, it was just that it was on and off. That was a bit scary. It's like I was like, all yeah. right, something's happening. Did you every time it happened? Were you like, here we go? I've oh. lost. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. And you just think like, what have I done wrong? Like. Yeah, like like I should have looked after myself better, or you know. So yeah, and like the nurses were like, you know, this is your body, like it could be trying to get rid of it, Um, you know, like it's a foreign thing in your body, blah blah blah. Wow. So yeah, we were told that like we could possibly miscarriage, and um, yeah, just to wait for it to happen, really. Oh my god, gosh. So that was a bit of a kick in the guts, but then yeah, the week's life. When you've been told that you just have to, (laughs) there's not really anything really you can do. You just, yeah. Had your anxiety come back in, in this time then Brit? Yeah. I changed, um, changed medication. Yeah. Um, to a dip, like a more suitable, whatever tablet. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. I had a really good support circle. Like I've got really good friends and Mm -hmm. um, family and that. So I guess it was good just to like, they'd, talk me through it like I'm a bit of an overthinker so they're like no stop it like you're overthinking or stop googling it or you know because I'm a chronic googler (laughs) Dr. Google she's a bit dangerous isn't it very dangerous (laughs) oh my goodness what a yeah so yeah so yeah we we just had what was that you're going through the bleeding and then how far do you get before the bleeding does it ever stop throughout the pregnancy or it kept happening yeah just it um, came and went probably three times or so, and then it must have been, mu- yeah, it must have stopped after a couple of months. And then we had a scan and we couldn't find a nasal bone, so I was like, and we had to stop the scan, go for a walk, um, you know, walk up the street, come back, try again, still no nasal bone. We did that three times, oh and like they wouldn't get the baby to roll over. Um, yeah, so they're like, all right, come back in a week and we'll try again. So we went back and, like, in a whole week I've overthought it to every single last point. Yes, of <laughs> course, yes. Yeah, as you would. Yeah, and they they did finally found it. It was, um, like, very tiny and, like, it must have been because he was so, like, he was rolling over and he kept kicking them away. And, oh, right. Yeah, so I was so like, oh, that's a relief. Like, Typical Hamish's child. <laughs> yeah, Hamish's child. Yes. <laughs> takes after his father. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. 
So you had so, a yeah, week so, of, oh gosh. Yeah, my goodness. I see why you overthink <laughs> things, mate. I would have been too. Oh, so yeah, I was like, it just there's just too much time between everything to overthink it because I'm such a bad overthinker. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then Sarah thought, Sarah thought, you know, we'll do a um, like an early glucose test because I think they're usually done at about 20 weeks. Yeah. And I, I just knew, like, if there was something wrong, it was going to be with me. So I was like, yep, I don't know if it's because I've already decided that I've got it, but I had it or not. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know this is going to come back and I'll have it. So, you so had yep, glute- so I started metformin again, so I had gestational diabetes. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. So... Th- and they say, like, gestational diabetes will cause a really big baby, but Graves' disease will cause a little baby. Oh. Like, they both have oh. their, you know, side effects on the baby. Yeah, right. So, I was like, let's just hope it evens it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, give me something. Just at least even yeah. it out, if anything. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, like, I just, I, like, really watch my diet and, you know, you watch how many serves you have a day and, mm-hmm. um your carbs and all that and I started metformin and I like I had to increase it increase it increase it right up until the last like couple of weeks yeah okay uh, um yeah the more hormones your body releases like it must sort of counteract the diabetes oh, and yeah. send your levels out so right so obviously you would have been classed as a high-risk pregnancy by now right yeah 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 yeah, mm. yeah. and so did you have to leave you would have had to finish you worked you had to finish work early yeah, so I planned to work right up until I must have had like two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. But then I ended up, I had an irritable uterus and I don't even think I made it to 34 weeks. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I had to finish early because it was just like it's just too painful. Yeah. So they they call it like a, like a cranky uterus where it's probably a bit like Braxton Hicks. It's just like mm-hmm. constant pains, like nothing's like in a pattern or anything, yep. like if you do too much, it just cripples you. Like, yeah. Yeah, right. So, like, I'd just go home and I'd just be absolutely exhausted and just have, like, really bad pains and, like, I'd go to Emerald Hospital at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning and, yeah, like, they just they just pretty much brushed me off, like, a couple of times. And one lady, we went there at 3 in the morning and I had just massive pains and, like, they'd hook you up to the seat tg machine or whatever it is and they can see like the contractions and that and one one nurse said to me this is not what i want to be dealing with at this time in the morning and i was like me all right let's just go home then (laughs) well i'd rather not be here at three o'clock in the morning too because i'm here like and then that like yeah i just felt like you know like what does she think we're faking it or something at three o'clock in the morning? Like I'd rather be sleeping. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and like you only go because you just, I just wanted to make sure that the baby was fine. Like I'm okay with the pains and that, but you know, yeah, like you just... he had a really fast heart rate a couple of times and it was a bit worrying. So yeah. I just go and be like, look, can you just check his heart rate? Tell me he's okay. And then we'll go. Yeah. Get out of your hair. Exactly. Like, you won't have to deal with me. Yeah. At this time yeah, in the morning. But no, they didn't see it like that. <laughs> oh, wow. Gosh. So, yeah, so I finished work and um, I think I went to the doctors and I had more bleeding that day. So um, Sarah rung up Mackay and they said, right, tell her to come over this afternoon. So I said, they, I got told, you know, pack your bags, go to Mackay, stay there. Mm-hmm. So that was at about 35 weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, we couldn't, like, we couldn't get accommodation. Like there, there was only, like, real crappy motels and there was no Airbnb ones for, like, last minute. Yeah. So, yeah, we went to Mackay and we were sort of just stuck between the hotels we could get and, um, like, family places and, you know, until yeah. we could get into an Airbnb house. Oh, my but, goodness. Um, yeah, it was just, like, it, it just got worse. Like, the irritable uterus just got worse and worse. Like, the, you know, you'd have, like, just contractions and that and, like, some days we'd be fine. We'd go for a walk on the beach and other days, like, I was just said to mum, like, I can't do it. Like, I'm just going to have to sit here. Wow. Like, yeah, it's just I just like thirty nine weeks just could not come fast enough. And you've got a pretty high pain threshold too. I want to put that in there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like so, when you're like when <laughs> I'm in pain. It's it's not yeah. not 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 she didn't just kick her toe. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, wow. so it was like it was. I guess when you have the pain, you just if I just keep doing stuff, it takes your mind off it. Yeah, but it just got so bad that I just lay in bed and just rolling over was enough. Like it just oh. hurt too much. So. Yeah, like, 
So yeah, I don't know if it was just because I pushed out. myself too much or, yeah, so, and, like, we missed the, they wanted to book us in for 38 weeks and we got there and they're, like, the obstetrician said, um, you know, why didn't you book in last appointment? We had a telehealth appointment a couple of weeks before. And I said, well, you know, it's not my job to book me in. It's, yeah. you know, I, I don't control your booking in situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're like, all right, well, there's no spots. You'll have to wait till 39 weeks. And I was like, oh, I know it's a week, but, oh, man. It feels like a lifetime, <laughs> hey. Yeah. At yeah. the end there, yeah. one week is like three years. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, wow. so yeah, well, I was pretty pleased. Like 39 weeks come. Uh, we were on the way to the hospital on the Monday morning. And, you know, when you just get a feeling mm-hmm. like something's not right, like I wasn't worried about Bub, but I just knew something was going to happen with me. Like I remember going over the bridge towards the hospital and I said to Hamish, something's not right, something's going to happen. Oh. And he's like, nah, you're overthinking. Like don't think like that. It'll be fine. <laughs> Man, I got the goosebumps again. <laughs> so, yeah, so we booked in and they run you through everything and you get dressed in your pretty mesh undies and your gown and <laughs> whatnot. And it's a fashion statement. So, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, they took me through and I was so nervous. And I think I was, out of everything, I was more scared of getting the spinal block, the big needle in the back. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. I do not do needles mm. and that was just freaking me out. So, yeah, they like, you know, did all that, whatnot, and, like it was a really good team of doctors like they were so nice and so supportive we had a really good um midwife like they were just cracking jokes the whole time and you know like we had a bit of a bet on that Hamish would pass out (laughs) so I'm like I'm gonna give you my phone and if he does it can you please take photos (laughs) so she's like yeah we'll just take photos anyway so oh that's cool yeah it's nice when they have fun and it makes it the whole experience especially with an experience of the whole pregnancy you've had it would have been nice to finally be like okay yep we're gonna have a happy experience now yeah exactly and i was like just get this baby out (laughs) i'm so done (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and So, so they do get him out yeah so they get him out and like i think it took about 15 minutes or so just to like you know, make the incision and then get him out. His head was stuck. Um, they were getting like they were, had the forceps on his head, but his head was like engaged and they couldn't get it out. Oh. And when they did get it out, he'd go back in. Mm. So yeah, when he did again, come Hamish's out, child. the cord yeah. was wrapped around his neck. And um, oh like there was just, you know, like, I don't know, I've never seen a birth, but in movies, no, the babies come out and they're crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you expect it, right? So, like you think that's just yeah. a normal thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like they got him out and there was a bit of a grunt and it was just all quiet. And they held him up and he was purple and he just looked like oh. I was just like, yeah. It. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. he just didn't look right. Yeah. Um. And they didn't hold him up for very long. They're just like, oh, look, it's a baby boy, blah, blah, blah. Like I already knew that. but. Um. And then I heard him say, call a pediatrician. And, like, someone mustn't have done it. They took him over to, like, the table whatnot and I could hear him, like, rubbing and everyone went over to him. And then she's, like, the doctor was getting quite worried. She's, like, call the pediatrician now, like. And then the pediatrician comes running and I think she was in the middle of giving a little girl a blood test and had, like, a cannula in her arm and had to pull it out really quickly for the poor little girl and then run down. And, like, they were rubbing and patting. Like, I could hear them, like, like, trying to work on him. And then I'd like hear a cry and then it would stop and then they'd keep going and you'd hear another cry and it would stop. And yeah, like she had the little machine and she, yeah, she was resuscitating him and yeah, like oh he finally come around, but it was like, it felt like it just went on forever. Yeah. It's so, like time standstills, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And Hamish went over to him. So like, it's just me and the anesthetist and he's just like looking at me trying to make conversation. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. well, what do you talk about in this time? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Like, no, mate, I don't give a shit what you're talking about. Just yeah. let me know what's happening with my kid. Gosh. So, yeah, and then, Gosh. like, they, like, you know, we finally heard a cry and he just fairly howled like he's got a pretty good set of lungs on him. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, they laid him down on my chest and he stopped and just, like, looked up and I was like... Like everything's done like he's here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we made it and that you. love bubble that happens in those moments is like nothing else hey that yeah. moment of him being on your chest and hamish being right by your side there going 
we've we've we created yeah we, we've created yeah. a family yeah that's right it was yeah it was pretty amazing mm. so yeah so you know they left him there for a bit and then um they said all right come on like to Hamish took him out to like the ward and whatnot and they had to have like chest to chest time whatever that is yeah yeah um yeah, and they, like, stitched me up and it was all good. Like, well, we went back to the maternity ward and, you know, like the nurse was with us and but it probably would have been just a couple of hours and um, because I'd hemorrhaged, like, the last pregnancy, mm-hmm. they were trying to get, I don't know what it was, it was a drug that's like, makes your uterus contract. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So just in case something happened. But the, like, the machine that, I don't know what it's called either. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, pushes thing. the drugs into you, into yeah. the um, IV. It was broken and the midwife was like, she knew that it was coming because I'd had a few small episodes of bleeding. And so she's like banging her head on it and swearing and she's stressed out and I'm like, no, it'll be fine. Like, you know, you'll get there. Let's just take time, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, I had like more bleeding and then like nurses and doctors come in and she ended up just pushing the medicine, like the medication through the IV in my arm. Yeah. And probably like 15 minutes after that, I just started hemorrhaging and like Hamish ran out to get the nurses and within like probably 10 seconds, there was about 15, 20 people in the room. Wow. Yeah. And they, they literally just grabbed the blanket that I was like on and just lifted it up and it was just like a massive like. It was just full of blood. Blood everywhere. So, wow. Yeah, so they wheeled me back up and, like, by the time they, you know, put your bed back on, like, got the wheels and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty much out. Like, I hardly remember anything. That quickly. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, back in I went. So they oh. reopened my, like, cesarean, mm-hmm. um, made sure it was all clean, um, you know, made sure that they got everything and like the doctor said it was perfect, but my uterus wasn't contracting. So it was like floppy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was called uterine atony. So it's just where your uterus doesn't contract. So the body just keeps feeding it blood and, and blood it just keeps getting out. rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they had to stitch it all down and they literally said it's just like a rolled roast. Like they literally just stitched it down and made like forced it to contract. Oh, that's nice. Wow. Yeah. So that <laughs> I mean, was a, that was a that. lovely yeah. picture to have in my head. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Gosh. So how much you, – you obviously would have lost so much blood in that time So and you were in and out of it after this, were you? So I lost three and a half litres and I woke up in ICU. Wow. Um, and I just woke up like I've never been so hot and sweaty in my whole life and I just remember I looked at the clock like all night the clock was right in front of my bed and I just kept looking at it and then I'd go like out to work and I'd, you know, drift off to sleep and I'd wake up like five minutes later but it felt like hours. Yeah. So like the night was like the longest night I've ever had in my life. Yes, of course. And, yeah, I was just like I I was in pain and I was so tired but at the time I didn't realise like how close to death that I was. Like I just thought I was tired. Yeah. But yeah. I just, I couldn't keep my eyes open. Like I was thirsty and like I wasn't allowed any water in case I had to go back to surgery. Yeah. And um, my blood pressure was in the 50s over 30s, which I didn't wow. realise was so dangerously low. Yeah. And, um, yeah, my breathing was like nine breaths a minute. That's that crazy. just blows yeah. your mind. The nine yeah. breaths per minute, when I read that, I was like, my mind is yeah, blown by, by that. Yes. Yeah, so, like, and, yeah, I, I honestly just thought, like, I was just tired and exhausted. Like, I just couldn't keep my eyes open like I was trying to, but I didn't realise that that was actually, like, my body, you know. Trying to fight <laughs> I was just, and yeah. it was half shutting down. It yeah. was trying to fight yeah. to come back. So, wow. like, I would just, I just passed out like I'd be mid-sentence with the nurses. Like, passed right out. Wow. Yeah. So, um yeah, like a doctor come through and said, um, he tried to tell me like what had happened. And all I remember is just hyster- like he was saying hysterectomy. And then I was like, shit, you know, like I've had a hysterectomy, like, and then I- everything runs through your mind. Like, 
you know, mm. I'm only 25 and I've had a hysterectomy, like there's no more kids, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, and then I was out, like I was out to it again. So when I, like when I woke up, um, I asked the nurse and she's like, no, stop stressing. Like he said, um, you know, they saved it because they were able to force it to contract, whatnot. Yeah. Um, wow. And that he just mentioned that, you know, the next step if that didn't work was a hysterectomy. And I was thinking, well, why even mention that? If yes, to somebody <laughs> it who's wasn't in and out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, dude. He's yeah. not in a mental state to be able to, you know, like yeah. in a conscious state to be able to. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Where's Hamish like, during I, all this? Is he just down he, with Jack's waiting? Yeah, so um, Jack's was in the nursery. Um, so this, it must have been at night time. And Jax was in the nursery and I think they got him at about 1 o'clock or something that night. They went, mum and, like, his parents were there and my mum and Hamish was there and they went up and got Jax out and, like, spent a bit of time and they were trying to, like, find out what was going on and no one could tell them. Like, they just, again, it's the same as the last situation. Like, they just oh kept saying, um, you know, like, we'll let you know if you hear anything. She'll be fine. Like, she's obviously still up there. No one told them that I was in ICU. Oh, no way. Yeah, so, like, they had no idea that I was on death's door, like, fighting for my life. And, like, I was stuck in ICU and when I was awake, I'd be like, you know, where's Bob? Is he okay? And they just kept saying, no, he'll be fine. Like, no one knew. Like, no one communicates. (laughs) Oh, my God. So it must have been, like, it would have just been so scary for them. Oh, and like yeah. that, yeah, I just thought I was still in surgery or, you know. Oh, my God. Or in just re- in recovery, not so much in actual ICU. Yeah. Wow. Oh. So you know, when did, how long were you up in ICU for? So I went in. So this happened the afternoon and I stayed in like all night. I don't know what time I woke up in there, but I think I got back to the maternity ward um, probably mid-morning the next morning. Oh. Wow. So, and I had, like, I had two nurses that just sat beside me the whole time. Like, they didn't even take their breaks. They they wouldn't leave the computer screen. Like, every time they did even think about taking a break or having a coffee, I remember the screens would start beeping and something had happened. So, they're like, no, nah, we're not going anywhere. Oh, wow. Bless them, hey. And, like, yeah, yeah, they were just brilliant. Like, they, like, they would just, they'd talk to me, like, try and keep me awake and, like, one of the nurses was a man and he was telling me about the weddings in his country and like there was, oh, just, yeah. there was some wild there was some wild chats going on. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I was in but and I was out, like, but even I knew that was great. <laughs> yeah. You know, like if, if they didn't talk to me, I probably just you know, I would have just said, Oh, I'll go to sleep like Yeah. You know, and they I just I don't know what would have happened. ICU nurses. Yeah. They're incredible. Yeah. 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 So I I owe them a lot, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole yeah, family. So, yeah. Oh, man. I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be in their shoes. No. God. Yeah, and just the, like there was just no communication with the nurses. Like, yeah, they – and I don't know why. The ICU must have been full or something. They put me in like another ward and it was empty. Like it was – there was not even rooms or beds. It was just a desk. It must have been like a spare ward. Oh. And they'd wheeled me in and wheeled all the equipment in and had the nurses there with me. So I don't know if – me being in there contributed to the like yeah, the other nurses not were. knowing what was going on because I guess like no one probably could find me. Yes, yeah. maybe. Wow. So so when yeah. you finally do get back to Jacks and Hamish and the whole family, was everyone did they know by this stage or were you just like yeah I've been to hell and back in this? Stage, <laughs> I just like, was talking about weddings with yeah. some <laughs> random nurse man. <laughs> yeah, talking about weddings. Um, so I got back. I remember being wheeled in and I had a really good um, midwife and I remember she just gathered everyone and just all at once just explained what's going on. And I was oh, like, yes. I still, my face was swollen. I don't know what did that. I was so itchy. Like I was scratching my face off. I was so weak and I was just like gray and like everyone was just quiet. And I was like, oh, like, you know, when, you know, mm. it's a really bad situation. Cause like everyone's yeah. looking at you and no one's talking. And, yeah, the midwife, she said, look, this is what's happened and just explained it all to everyone at the same time. So yeah. she was really good, yeah. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, and then, I, like, I finally got to hold Bub and, like, I don't know, I just, I just almost felt I was a bit annoyed with myself because I just felt robbed, like, yeah. of the first, you know, 24 hours with Bub. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, and like he was just like he was left up in the nursery, like until Hamish and mum could go and get him. Like, you know, like I was like, poor kid, but yeah, <laughs> he's fine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but lucky that he doesn't remember. Yeah, exactly. Mind you, you'd yeah. probably like to forget a little bit of this. Yeah, yeah. But like you, you did talk about the mum guilt that come with that, and I mean, like. Mum guilt it sucks. Yeah, Ask, there's stops. no other way to put it. But like this new in the whole journey and straight up you've already had this, you know, massive amount of guilt about him being like that and, you know, you almost not being here. Yeah, and like all I could think of was, you know, what if what if some like it did it was a lot worse. You know, like that just kept making me feel guilty. Like I didn't want to leave Bub or Hamish or Mum or, you know, yeah. any of our family. And like um, like Bub had syringes of breast milk that I had expressed beforehand, oh, but yeah. like he'd run out while I was in ICU, so they'd put him on the bottle. So, and then it, like then he wouldn't breastfeed and I was like, you know, I'm not really big into breastfeeding, but I wanted to do the right thing. Yeah, you want like, to try. You know. Yeah. So then I felt guilty that, like, because I just kept him on the formula after that. I felt guilty because, you know, all the nurses are like, you know, you need to breastfeed and all this. And I was like, look, I'm just going to keep him on a bottle. And, like, he's doing really well on bottles, obviously, but because he's a bit of a chunker. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He was like an old man from the moment he was born. Yeah. 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 So I was just, yeah, I was so guilty that I'd lost my first, like, 24 hours with him. And, like, you know, everyone you talk to, they all say, you know, breast is best you know, blah, blah, blah. So there's that guilt of not breastfeeding him. And... Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. it seems to be the only thing that everyone can talk about yeah. at that point, isn't it? Seems like to have a baby. Yeah. I yeah. um Not because... fed is best. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, fed. yeah. Because I had twins, there were so many mums that would be like, oh, breastfeed, and I was like, there's two of them. And I know that there's plenty of twin mums out there, but I was just like, yeah, you can't judge me. I got two. No, no Lillian. No, no judgment here. Yeah. And then no I think, Lillian? Yeah, exactly. And then I think when I was in there, I had um, – I don't know, I want to say breast nurse, the lady that comes oh, around yeah, yeah. and, you know, tries to teach and stuff like that. And she was like, oh, so your boobs didn't actually um, fully grow in puberty? And I was like, I could have told you that. Oh. <laughs> so she was like, you know, you might struggle. And I was like, sweet, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, I was like, oh, I'll just breastfeed, you know, because, like, they talk about, like, the colostrum and, yes. you know, you know, giving them a good start. And then, yeah, once he's on the bottle, I was like, no, I'm just going to keep him on the bottle. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And when you're at yeah. home, it's not a thing, but I reckon it's when you're out and when someone's like, so are you breastfeeding or bottle? And you know what I mean? I know that I, I, you know, do ask out of care, but, you know, still when you're vulnerable, you can kind of be like, why, are you judging me because I'm not breastfeeding? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like exactly. One of those things, hey? Yeah. Yeah, that was hard. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Wow. Oh, man, what a, what a story, girlfriend. What a story. <laughs> so, and, yeah, it was a bit rocky. Yeah. Did Nothing you stay really in hospital smoothly. for a while? No. What's that? Did you stay in hospital for, a, like, did they keep you for 10 days or something? Yeah. yeah. They kept me for a week and I was so ready to get out of there. Like, yeah, I was just like, every night, like, Bub just screamed the house down at night time. Like, the whole ward, I'm pretty sure, hated me. <laughs> and, like, I'd just get him to sleep and the chopper would land or something and the chopper's oh. right behind the maternity ward. Oh, no. And he'd be, he'd be up and I was like, oh, God. Like, yeah. everyone that looks at me just death stared me because I'm pretty sure I've just woken up the whole ward <laughs> and all their babies. Yeah. They're, like, difficult yeah, like from I the start. just yeah. want to go home and start our life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, start again. Yeah. And, like, you can't – you're so relying on everyone in hospital. Like, you know – you know, yeah. you can't make a bottle without them all looking and, like, trying to help yes. or, you know, like, yeah, I just wanted to go home and do my own thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and I think especially yeah. from a person who works in childcare, not that anybody knows, like, there's so much you learn. We're but, all winging it. Yeah, exactly, we're all winging it. But less, you, <laughs> you probably are like, yeah, okay, cool, I've made a few bottles in my time, you know, yeah. or I've, I've yeah. done this a few yeah. times, you know. So how do you go when people ask you the question, like, when are you going back again or are you having more kids? Like, do you kind of, like, I can smack you in the face or, you know, like, how, how do you <laughs> With feel? With a smile, it? though. Yeah, exactly. It makes it all better. Like, oh. how do you go with that? Oh, look, I, every time's different. Like, I got asked, to, it must have been yesterday, and your mind just goes blank because, like, I do want more, but all I can think of is, shit, mate, I nearly died. Like, yeah. 
You're asking me that now? Like, yeah, exactly. exactly. But, and the other like, thing is, Jax I'm, is not that old. No, no. Exactly, you know? yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'm I'm just ter- like, I'm terrified to go back for another one because, like, it's ha- I've bled out twice now. Yeah, so exactly. You yeah, know, I'm, I nearly I'm just died. terrified it's going to happen again. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. exactly. You'd have to, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it would be a really hard thing. You can't just say to people, fuck's sake, man, I nearly died last time. <laughs> yeah. Because <it's> like, <laughs> yeah. they might find it. Yeah. But I mean, it would stop them from asking, exactly. but it is. It's one of those things yeah. that you kind of like, you got to be really careful about how you ask that. Yeah, yeah. And you just don't know how to answer because they're like, you know, you're going to have more. And I was like, yeah, yep. And then they want to know, like, how soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Hamish is working tonight. Yeah. But yeah. See what he's up to on the Did weekend. Yeah, I'll see what the calendar's like. Yeah. I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it is hard like that. And it's then it's kind of like. With, I don't know, with women and kids, hey, it's like you have one. Well, when you get married, you yeah. have one. And it's like, well, when are you having another one? Yeah. You, you have two and they're like, oh, okay, cool. You have a third and they're like, oh, so are you done now? And then you have four and they're like, whoa. You're like, my- man, get foxtail. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, like it's such a weird thing that everyone has this like judgment. It's very of what, awkward, isn't it? Of what your family should look like yeah. and you're like how about what I want and how about how we do it because mm. that's how we yeah. want to do it like <laughs> and it's, it's the them? same it's the same before kids everyone goes you know when are you having a baby your turn you know things like that and it's until you go through that and you're you're having troubles or you're struggling you don't realize what it triggers like yeah exactly yeah how so did you like, go guess, through you that? just don't know yeah. you don't know what people are struggling with no. And, yeah, people, it just comes out like it's just a natural question everyone asks. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> but I bet you for yourself, are you just very mindful, like, that you don't really probably ask that as much now, that you're like, oh, yeah, cool, like, you know, we can talk yeah, about something yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, unless, like, I'm friends with a person, like, might make a joke or something, like, as mm. a friend, but other than that, I just don't even mention it because yeah. it just, like, you don't know what it could trigger. Like, it just triggers too much emotional stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Gosh, yeah. Gosh, you know, yeah. like, yeah, it's, and it's like whenever someone asks me, it's always at the wrong time. Mm. Like, you've just been through something really hard, or, you know, you're really struggling, and someone will hit you with it, and you're like, nah, man. <laughs> yeah, you're like, if you lived in my life for 10 minutes, you would not ask me that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's very. It's a very hard question, and we've talked about it a few times. Going, if we could remove that question, it would be nice. Yeah, if it was one question yeah. to remove, it would be it. Yeah, gosh, yeah. How's Hamish after all this? Um, he, yeah, he struggled. Yeah, he, you know, like I think he was still coming to terms with the fact that he nearly lost, nearly lost both of us. Mm. Yeah, um, and that he was just so helpless. Like he is the kind of person that will just help you with anything. Like yep. mm. he just, he, he just wants to help. Shirt and, off his back. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. So he, for him to just sit there and watch and there's just nothing he could do, you know, like he just had to watch it play out. Yeah. And to not so, know where you were. It's a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think it was pretty hard. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Can and for your family, you know, for your mum, you know, like yeah, the whole family. It would have been so yeah. hard to. And like, yeah, and then, you know, we got home and once we got settled in and, you know, back home, like home home and not just the house we'd hide out in the car and whatnot, you know, things started to get normal and like he went back to work and so I think like everything calmed down then. Mm. Yeah. Like that's like everyone's seen the baby and it's just you guys. Yeah. You know, and you it's just your back real to normal. Life then, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and that is the so, reality, and that is you know life for you guys now, and it's so beautiful and testing and hard and shit and yep. great and beautiful and amazing and, <laughs> and mum guilty, yeah, exactly, and all yeah. the things yep. in one. But yeah. yeah, it is crazy. You have what? an incredible story, and oh. you got it out so well. She read it twice and yeah, cried, cried. I don't both know times. So you oh. did really well to just be able to say it. There's been a few times that I've been like. Okay, breathe, breathe, <laughs> breathe, breathe. <laughs> That's probably probably the first time I've actually like, you know, said it like all together. Wow, how do you feel? So, yeah, good, good. Yeah, I yeah. think the post that I put up on your page was probably what helped me the most because I really struggled after. And once life did go back to normal, 
it's actually quite lonely because, like, we live out of town. Yeah. So I was like, right, it was just me and Bob. And, like, sometimes he's crying and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know? Um, yeah. So, like, I was – I wrote that. I think I wrote it late at night and I was like, I've just got to get it all down and off my chest. Like, you know, people keep asking – yeah. You know, I heard you're really sick or I heard this happened or I heard this happen. Every time they asked, it'd bring it all back up. Yeah. You know, like and I, I'd look through my phone and I'd see the pictures and I couldn't look at them without just tearing up. Like it was just too much. Like it, it was hard. So I was like, I'm just going to get it out. And I thought, well, like I'd seen someone else share their story on your page. Mm. So I shared it. And then like, you know, people that have been through the same thing got in touch and yeah. You know, I was like, well, it's just so nice. Yeah, so it's just so nice. Like no one, then no one asked, like no one asked you, you know, what happened. They're just like, holy shit, like, you know. And everyone was so supportive and it was so like beautiful to see everyone being like, oh, my God, Britt, we can't believe what you've been through. You know, we're sending you love, you know. we're. It comes from a different way, doesn't it? Because if people are messaging saying, oh, I heard you've been sick, sometimes it feels very gossipy and a little bit prying. Yeah. Whereas to have that those messages come back, it's all support and it's all love and everyone was just like, "Yeah, you are amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I think that definitely helped the most. Oh, yeah. gosh. That's so nice. So, yeah, that is beautiful. It does feel yeah. good to share and it's it's weird, isn't it, because you kind of grow up, well, for us, we grew up thinking like vulnerability was weakness. So to yeah, share yeah. it was like a bit of a no-no. Yeah. And then when you do, you're like, oh, I actually feel really good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> off my that, yeah, yeah, it works. Yeah. So it does. Yeah. So and bad. I'm like, I'm not really the person, you know, that talks to people. Like, I went to a counselor person once and she told me that she'll buy me an umbrella because I'm so worried about things and I overthink everything that I might as well be worried if it's going to rain next week. Oh. Like, oh. yeah, like oh. it doesn't even make sense. And I was like, thanks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, clearly she probably you. wasn't the right match for you. That'll be the one appointment. No. One only thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I was like, okay, well, I've just failed counselling because yeah. now I need an umbrella in case it rains next week. Because I in might Claremont. overthink that. <laughs> Where it never rains. Hashtag drought. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, in the drought. So. Yeah. Oh, Britt. Oh, my goodness. You have done so well. I'm so proud of you for being able to tell us yeah. this whole story. And, and I'm sure it's going to help people out there and, it's just absolutely amazing. Thank absolutely. you so so much. Yeah, thank you. And no, thank you, thank you guys. Ah, oh, thank you for not crying. Yeah, yeah, no problems. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode of YDP. We hope you found comfort in listening to relatable stories from the heart. We drop a new episode every Tuesday and Friday. And if you want to keep up to date, make sure you check out our socials on Facebook and Insta.